Welcome to another episode of Dino Files. I am Dino, and I'm going to deliver you some news and stuff. Hold tight for computer sounds. Now, uh, I'm also going to cover a little bit about the Seth Rich story. I don't want these to become about Seth Rich. They're not going to. This will probably be the last time I talk about it, unless something really interesting happens. But since I covered it on the last show, I wanted to clarify a couple things and talk about some of the stuff that's come out recently. Uh, the, the, some of the Ken Doc dot com stuff has changed since when I recorded. But first, let's talk about some news. From the Chicago Tribune, President Donald Trump is expected to withdraw the United States from a landmark global climate agreement. A White House official said Wednesday, though Trump and aides were looking for caveats in the language related to the exit and had not made a final decision. Uh, I'm hearing a lot from people both ways. Trump told reporters as he welcomed Vietnamese Prime Minister, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that, to the White House, he said he'd be announcing his decision very soon. So it's possible that the United States could be leaving the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, Trump says that the carbon emissions restrictions are hurtful to the United States economy and would slow growth. Others say that's not true. Some people say that the environment is more important than that or whatever. It, it doesn't matter to me because uh, these climate deals never really have any effect anyway. Moving on from the fifth column, headline breaking, U.S. now arming Kurdish fighters to combat ISIS. The United States has once again officially changed its preferred ally in Syria. The Donald Trump administration and Department of Defense appear for the moment to have swung away from arming moderate rebels, admittedly working side by side with the Islamic State, in an attempt to oust the Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. Last month, the State Department told Congress the Pentagon's Defense Security Cooperation Agency was authorized to transfer nearly $300 million worth of weapons vehicles and other equipment to Kurdish units. This move is now approved by lawmakers, and the weapons transfers have begun in preparation of offensive uh, aimed to capture the city of Raqqa, the heart of ISIS territory, and the last major bastion for IS in Syria. Quote, we have begun to transfer small arms and vehicles to Kurdish elements of the Syrian Democratic Forces, SDF. Pentagon spokesman Major uh, Adrian Rakin Galloway said, referring to a Kurdish-Syrian Arab alliance fighting IS. The weapons include AK-47s and small caliber machine guns. This is obviously upsetting to a major political force in the region, Turkey. Uh, if you remember, Turkey and the Kurds don't have a great history. Reading from the story, this decision has drawn strong condemnation from Turkey, as Turkey's views the Kurdish fighters in Syria as opposition forces or as being allied with terrorists because of their connection to the Kurdistan Workers' Party, the PKK, which has been trying to carve out its own independent state within Turkey. The U.S., however, believes the Kurdish SDF in Syria are some of the country's best fighters and considers arming them necessary to secure victory in the upcoming offensive. Turkey's worries about Kurdish independence were significant enough for them to launch their own military operation inside Syria in August 2016, dubbed Euphrates Shield. The operation had the dual goals of targeting both ISIS and the Kurdish militia, particularly to prevent the Kurdish people from controlling a contiguous strip of territory along the Syria-Turkey border. Just like every time that the United States arms a force in the Middle East, we're going to see these weapons used in an upcoming war, most likely a war between the Kurds and uh, the Turkish government, because that's what happens. Remember, the Mujahideen in the 80s turned into the Taliban in Afghanistan, uh, and this kind of thing has happened other times, but that's the biggest example. <sighs> so I'm going to move on to this Seth Rich thing. If you remember my last Seth Rich story, it's... There's a lot there, guys. There's a lot to it. 
There's a lot of really, really bad reporting going on as well on both sides of the issue. Uh, the, the Washington Post recently uh, ran a story titled The Life and Death of the Seth Rich Conspiracy Theory, and in it they said that... Let me go ahead and search in the page for this. Okay, they're claiming that uh, in, in this story, they're claiming that Kim.com tried to break into or hack into Seth Rich's email account because a welcome email, a, an, an email uh, verification email from mega.nz, which is uh, uh, Kim.com's old outfit. He, doesn't, he hasn't worked there in years. But mega.nz appeared in Seth Rich's email account a few days ago, and his dad saw it, and so now they're saying that they were trying to hack the email account. Um I'll just read the relevant portion. Uh, According to experts in Rich's family, the emailed invitation from welcome at mega.nz appeared to be an attempt to gain access to Rich's email. Joel Rich, who monitors his late son's Gmail account when new emails come in, did not click the link. .com had not worked at Mega itself for years, but he was promising on Twitter to prove that the younger Rich had been in contact with WikiLeaks and Fox News host Sean Hannity was telling him blah, 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 blah. Okay, so... There's a major problem with this, and that is that people on the internet, on from Reddit and from 4chan specifically, are typing Seth Rich's email address, which is at this point publicly available, into everything they can to try and see if he had accounts in different places or, or what have you. It would not be hard for anybody to put in a Gmail account address or an email account address and sign up. And then, of course, the verification goes to that email address. That's how it works when you sign up for any service. Dropbox, Mega, uh, the Washington Post. (laughs) So looking again at the story, the latest revelation that someone may have been trying to hack into Rich's email offered fresh evidence that the conspiracy theory is false because fucking that's what was happening. Obviously, Washington Post. Because when you sign up for it, and never mind, um, the family worried that .com or someone eager to prove them right may have been willing to create a fake archive of emails from Rich or crack a password to see whether Rich had passed on documents with uh, with a mega account. And this is where it gets funny because this is ridiculous <laughs> if you know how any of this works. Quote, it looks like someone set up a fake Gmail account, then used that Gmail account to create the mega account, said James Lewis, a cybersecurity expert and a senior vice president at the Center for Strategic International Studies. This part is pretty standard. Mega then checks with Gmail to see if the account exists, which is Mega's somewhat cheesy way of authenticating identity. You then go set up the mega account. It's a system designed to enable pseudonyms and fake identities. That's a really roundabout way of doing anything, and also I'm not sure it would work. It it doesn't seem like it. Because Mega doesn't check with Gmail to see if the account exists, they send a verification email to the email address that the person puts in who made the account, and if that verification email does not get opened and the link gets clicked, then the verification email wasn't verified, right? So that email address isn't a verified account at that point until that address is clicked. What most likely happened is somebody on the internet made made an account with Seth Rich's email address... The verification email got sent, and they think that a verification email is some way to hack an email account? Um, This is really, really bad reporting on the part of the Washington Post. If not for giving this particular thing any credence, but more because they didn't point out that, or it could just be somebody who made an account. Like, that's the, this is clearly slanted, right? And the Washington Post is obviously slanted. It, it's it's it has been forever, and it's very obvious who their uh, who their audience is because they 
really try very hard to keep their audience happy. This is just poor reporting, though. I, I really already didn't have much respect for the Washington Post, but this is really bad, actually. Whether or not you think the conspiracy theory has any credibility, this is really awful reporting, and it's obviously slanted reporting. So after that, Kim.com wrote an open letter saying that, basically what I just said, that doesn't make any fucking sense, and also stop saying that or I'll sue you. This is ironic, obviously, coming from Kim.com, a guy who has been accused of selling identities and all these other things. Uh, but it's still, it's... You can't really trust Kim.com, but you can't really trust the Washington Post either. Uh, so I don't have much more to say about that. Uh, Kim.com, though, I do want to read a chunk of this article from The Verge because The Verge did a really good job of breaking down kind of what Kim.com has said and all this. So The Verge writes, The central Seth Rich conspiracy theory posits that rich, not Russian hackers, leaked last year's trove of DNC emails to WikiLeaks, leading someone like the Clinton campaign to kill him in retaliation. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has coyly hinted that Rich was the source, and .com tweeted last week that he could give written testimony with evidence, that's in quotes, uh, that proved it. This wouldn't explain the later cache of emails from Clinton's campaign or prove Rich's death uh, was related to the leak, but it would greatly contradict our current understanding of the election hacks. .com later elaborated in a statement on his website, quote, In late 2014, a person contacted me about helping me start a branch of the Internet Party in the United States. He called himself Panda. I know now that Panda was Seth Rich, he wrote. According to .com, Rich provided the information that .com mentioned in a 2015 interview with Bloomberg, where he said Assange could be Clinton's worst nightmare during the election because he has access to information. It's, it's, it's very, there's uh, some, of the, some of the talking points that are, that are floating around about this I want to I shoot down a little bit. People who think that this theory is true because of the questions that are left about the Seth Rich case, stop saying that because you don't know. The the theory, I think, is good, but that doesn't mean it's true. Uh, there is no proof of it. Now, on the last show, I pointed out that conspiracy theories are notoriously hard to prove. Effectively, you just have to wait 25 years for declassified documents because some conspiracy theories do end up being proven true. Uh, when documents get declassified, other conspiracy theories are bug nutty, right? Alex Jones, anything he says is bug nutty. This this theory, I've read very deeply into it, and I've also read the refutations of it. The refutations hold less water than the theory itself. So, it's, but for the people who are saying that this has to be true because X, Y, or Z, no it doesn't. There are a lot of weird things. There are a lot of strange instances. There are a lot of questions left about the death of Seth Rich. However, none of those questions prove the conspiracy. Um, that's not how it works. For the people who think that this is automatically false, right? A lot of the arguments that are being made are Assange is a Russian agent, right? Never been proven, and actually Assange's documented... Uh, Leaks have been pretty much upheld. There's, there was all of that swirling around in the media about what if these ones were fake because Assange maybe faked them and works for the Russians. And everybody took that as gospel. What they don't realize is that they weren't, though. That never was concluded. They, they never concluded that those emails were fake. In fact, they were pretty much verified. So everybody was talking about maybe they were doctored, maybe they're fake, maybe they were doctored, maybe they're fake until everyone believed that. And then they weren't, but nobody cared because they already knew that it was the Russians and Assange. 
Now, there's the line that Assange has a show on RT, so he must be a Russian agent. Uh, yes, yeah, so does Larry fucking King. If you think Larry King's a Russian agent, well, you see Russians everywhere, apparently. Now, there are other things about this. Uh, saying shut up because it hurts the family's feelings is not a legitimate argument. You're a crazy conspiracy theorist is not a legitimate argument. Uh, neither is you are a blind sheep. That's not a legitimate argument. These, uh, there's, if you go into these comment sections, stuff like that, which, which I think are telling them how people actually think, there's, there's the people who think that the conspiracy is no doubt true, and they attack those who say it's false by saying that they're blind or they're sheep or they're not paying attention or whatever. Not a legitimate argument, guys. You, you can't, it's just not a, a, it's not an actual argument. And neither is you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Now, another thing that, that people are saying is that uh, Kim.com is a known liar and a criminal. At least one of those is true. <laughs> He's lied a few times, <laughs> very publicly, um, which is fine. But also, he hasn't lied as much as we've been told he's lied as well. I mean, if you go through and look at uh, the open letter that he sent to the family, basically saying to stop saying I'm trying to hack him because I'm not, that's dumb. And it is dumb. There's no way the Washington Post would know that, and whatever expert they had that came on and said that it was this weird thing with a fake Gmail account, and they get the Gmail account, and the Gmail account goes that way. <laughs> That's not, doesn't make any sense. That's not how it works. Um, I would, though, definitely read the Verge article, because it's very, uh, I find it to be pretty much down the middle on the issue. Um, I didn't read anything that made me go, eh, it's, it's pretty accurate to the whole Kim.com thing, and what's been going on with that. <sighs> All right, so that's pretty much all the news I'm going to cover today. Uh, I know it was it was a pretty light show, but I'm still trying to get my workstation set up properly and my, my editing bay and everything like that set up so I can make fuller content. And I should be next, this coming weekend, I should have a full show for you guys that I'll record either Saturday or Sunday and release probably the day after. So until then, thank you for listening and thank you for having me. Welcome to AIR, Alternative Internet Radio. We are the podcast network that brings you listener-supported podcasts. Every show on this network is supported exclusively by their creators and their listeners. There are no ads on this network. That means the podcast is the product, not you. And remember, AIR is always looking for new shows. If you've got a podcast or you want to start a podcast and you feel like you would fit well with our family, then what are you waiting for? Send us an email. Our address is admin at AIRAD.io. That's admin at AIRadio.io.